welcome to this episode of the Future Champions podcast. My name is Stuart Taylor, and in this episode, we explore the word adapt. Face forward, run forward, and pass forward. Ron Smith is one of Australia's greatest footballing minds and works with professional athletes and coaches in helping them progress in their sport. Ron speaks about the seven habits of a highly effective footballer. I want to talk about one of those habits that I think will help in every aspect of your life. Ron encourages footballers to face forward, run forward and pass forward. When you break it down into its simplest concept, if you are facing, running and passing forward, then the goal is always in front of you. And if your focus is the goal, the chances of reaching that goal is much higher. Whereas if your focus is behind you or in the past, then you have a greater chance of staying there. I love this idea, particularly in the way we should live our lives, facing, running and passing forward. You may be wondering what this has to do with the word adapt. Stay with me on this as I think you will find some value and it will make sense eventually. For now, I want to share a story with you. When I was a police officer many years ago, I was called to a very serious traffic accident. It involved four vehicles on a very busy intersection. People were seriously injured and lives were at risk. The intersection was completely blocked with the damaged vehicles, ambulance, fire service, police and tow trucks all on the scene. No vehicle could get through the intersection. The accident made that impossible. All we could do was divert the traffic away from the intersection. If you were coming into that intersection, you were directed to turn left to ensure the intersection stayed clear. Otherwise, the risk of another accident would increase. This forced hundreds and hundreds of drivers to be directed away. Due to the large number of vehicles, it was impossible to speak to any of the drivers. They were given a clear signal that the road was closed and to turn left. From there, they were on their own. While I was at the intersection directing traffic, one of the vehicles just stopped and refused to turn left. He stared at me and looked confused. I could see him pointing at the intersection and saying something like, I need to get through. I simply did not have the time to talk to him because it would put every other vehicle in danger. He did not move, again trying to explain to me through a front windscreen that he needed to go straight ahead, but straight was blocked and dangerous. I called out, the road is closed. He shook his head and pointed at the intersection, but there was no way that he could get through. Now, the risk of another accident was becoming more likely. He wound down his window and said, I have to go through the intersection. I was first caught off guard as I contemplated, can he not see the accident behind me? As I thought about it more, I called out to him, where are you going? He said, I'm going home. I said, okay, then turn left, and once you get there, go home. He paused and looked really confused. Then it was like something clicked in his head, and he got it. He turned left from the intersection 
and I never saw him again. I'm assuming he found his way home. In sport, in work, in relationships and in life, we often find ourselves in the exact situation as that driver. We have a goal, a place we are going, and everything is going well. Our plan is obvious, and the road ahead is clear. But every now and then we come across an obstacle, something that is blocking our path. If you were to reflect on the story I shared about the driver at that intersection, where do you think he went wrong? I believe that he was focused on the obstacle rather than his goal. The obstacle was a traffic accident and his goal was his home. He was paralyzed into inaction because all he could see was the problem and not the solution. He was caught in the past and not thinking about his future. That inflexibility to deal with change, to adapt to the situation, prevented him from getting to his destination. He focused on the don'ts and not on the do's. He didn't have a clear path through the intersection and that became his focus. But what did he have? He had a car. He had the capacity to drive it. He had a way to move from the obstacle and had the knowledge of the area to help him establish a new route to his destination. When we focus on what we have rather than what we don't have, we often realize we have more than we first thought. Focus on the do's and not the don'ts. Face forward, run forward, pass forward. Bruce Lee once said, be like water, my friend. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. Sometimes you need to change your process to fit the situation you are in. Because you cannot mold the situation to your mindset. Your mindset needs to adapt to fit the situation. Be like water. It is not easy, but with a disciplined mindset, you can teach yourself how to adapt. I worked in disaster management for many years and had to respond to natural disasters such as floods, cyclones, ocean inundation, and fires. What I learned in this role was that there is one certainty. Everything changes. The track of a cyclone in the morning will be completely different in the afternoon. A flood could be no threat one minute and then requiring an evacuation the next. In 2019, catastrophic fires spread throughout New South Wales in Australia, placing many lives, properties and communities under direct threat. One of those communities was Nimboida in the north. On the morning of 8 November, a fire seemed to be under control and unlikely to cause a risk to residents. But with a sudden wind change, the risk became very real. In an interview on the ABC's Four Corners, Tony Kearney shared her story of that terrible day. On the Friday, when the fire came through, it was travelling on the other side of the Nimboida River and we had northwesterly wind, so that was keeping the fire tracking where it was predicted to go. But at about six o'clock, I got a phone call from a local saying that 
it had jumped the river and the wind had changed. You could feel the wind change to come from the south and that was unexpected. Um, and the fire became so huge that it created its own weather and we had 80 kilometre winds and it was just roaring along. There was nothing you could do. So at that stage, we changed our plan from stay and protect to flee. And at first there was no fire. You couldn't see anything. It was just pitch black. And then we turned one of the corners on the dirt road that we live on and the fire front was right there, just sweeping across the road as we drove through it. We were driving at about 30 k's an hour. Embers everywhere across the front of the, the car and we could hear sticks and logs and things falling into the back of the ute. And with visibility so low, I had to direct my partner left or right, left, right, so that we'd stay on the road. The whole time we were driving and escaping, it's there you're thinking that if there's a tree down, we're not gonna get out. Have we made this decision and we might die on the road? Yep, so you're second guessing yourself the whole time. We're out, we're past it. Oh, Jesus Christ. One of the mantras that emergency services and people involved in disaster management refer to is WIN. W-I-N. What's important now? For Tony, when she was at her home, it was to protect her home from a potential fire, and she did everything possible to achieve that goal. But the moment things became unsafe and she decided to evacuate, her house was no longer important. What was important was getting to safety and staying alive. What's important now? This concept has been adopted by many emergency services throughout the world, but it was developed by legendary Notre Dame head coach Lou Holtz. What's important now? If you set a goal and you don't ask yourself what's important now, you don't have a goal. You have a wish list. Boy, I wish this would work out. Boy, I wish I'd make a million dollars. But if you set a goal one time and then just say, what's important now? It'll tell you what you have to do to make that goal become a reality. What's important now? Lou Holtz encouraged his players to ask this question continuously throughout the day. When they woke up, in class, at training, playing a game, reflecting on the day, or going to bed, it was the most important question they could ask. Holtz's goal was to teach his players that what mattered most at any given time was what was in front of them. What Holtz understood was that things changed constantly, and our ability to recognize this is the first step in adapting to change. But then what? I live by a very simple model for responding to changing situations. ACCA. Assess, consider, choose, and act. You assess the situation and understand what has changed. You then consider all your options. Once you have options, choose the best option for your situation. Now, act with absolute conviction. You are in the middle of a game and one of your teammates gets sent off for a bad tackle. You don't agree with the referee and things are getting heated on the field. You are behind in the game. What's important now? Is it the referee's decision? Is it having an argument with the opposition? 
Or is it working out your structure and how you are going to respond? What's important now? Every person will have to deal with change. The difference is how you respond. Face forward, run forward, pass forward. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Future Champions podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Deezer and Pocket Cast. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Future Champions Podcast. If you like the positive messages in this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. If you have a story that you would like to share, then visit www.intentsport.com. That's www.entesport.com or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. My name is Stuart Taylor. Now go and change the world. Someone has to. Why not you?